0: hello and welcome to the JM podcast my name is Miro
1: and I'm Jeanette
0: and this is a podcast where we talk about movies tv shows and anything in between if you're listening for the first time welcome to our podcast Uh, hope you have a good time and if you're coming back welcome back and hope you're doing well
1: Uh, today we're going to be talking about the 1989 romantic comedy film When Harry Met Sally it was directed by Rob Reiner and written by Nora Ephron and the logline is a man named Harry and a lady named Sally meet in Chicago just before sharing a cross country well not cross country but just a drive to New York City as years go by the two meet each other again through various stages of life while addressing the question can men and women ever just be friends I received information from Wikipedia, Vulture, and IMDB.
0: For the cast of the movie, we have Billy, Billy Crystal as Harry Burns. Uh, you might know Billy Crystal from The Princess Bride, Running Scared, Throw Mama from The Train, City St- Slickers, and *Monsters* and the Monsters Inc. franchise, he plays Mike uh, Wazowski. And then we have Meg Ryan as Sally Albright, uh, you might know her from S- Sleepless in Seattle. You've got male Kate and uh, Leopold, Anastasia, When a Man Loves a Woman, and French Kiss. That's a lot of uh, romantic comedy movies.
1: I know she she was kind of like the I would say like Rom-com the original. Yeah, she's like the original um, prior to like uh, Julia Roberts and um, who was Sandra Bullock.
0: No, I wouldn't say Sandra Bullock. I would say that the other lady. Um that we talked about more recently when she got an Oscar. She was like, oh, like, everyone's talking to me again. This is so oh, nice. Oh, uh,
1: Renee Zell- Zellweger. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like
0: she was more than Sandra Bullock because Sandra Bullock was doing a lot more of, like, comedy than romantic comedy, you know?
1: I mean, I guess. I think, it, I think like, I consider her as a rom-com person because a lot of her more notable ones have been like While You're Sleeping, uh, Love Potion Number 9,
0: oh, uh, yeah. this and one with I Ben have... Alf, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any experience with those, so yeah, that explains that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we also have Carrie Fisher as uh, Marie, uh, Meg Ryan's friend. Uh, you might know her from The Blues Brothers, Soap Dish, Catastrophe, Uh, Austin Powers, and uh, a little franchise uh, known as Star Wars.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, not a lot of people would know her, but, like. (laughs) Uh,
0: And then we have uh, Bruno Kirby as Jess. Uh, He was in Donnie Brasco, uh, City Slickers, This Is Spinal Tap, and Stuart Little as uh, the Reginald Reggie Stout. Uh, and then, fun fact, the actor who played Joe was Stephen Ford, Gerald Ford's son.
1: Yeah, the one, the first president that was known for tripping and falling.
0: <laughs> oh, is that what what he was, like, made famous for? He tripped or something? Yeah,
1: so he he was the president that uh, was sworn in after Nixon got, uh, basically resigned from presidency. Um but he was known for being very clumsy because he would like always trip on staircases and like fall. <laughs> and, yeah. He was known for that. So when like Joe Biden did it, uh people made callbacks to Gerald Ford.
0: Oh, that's funny. hmm
1: Uh so in terms of development, uh in nineteen eighty four director Rob Reiner, uh producer Andy Schle- Shine,man, and writer Nora Ephron met over lunch at the Russian Tea Room in New York City to d- develop a project. Reiner pitched an idea for a film that Ephron rejected and during their second meeting it transformed into a long discussion about Reiner and Shine,man's lives as single men. Reiner divorced his first wife, Penny Marshall, Uh, In 1981, after 10 years of marriage, uh, he would date other people a a number of times with all of them disastrous. Uh, The next time they met, Reiner talked about how he always wanted to do a film about two people who become friends and do not have sex because they know it will ruin their relationship but they have sex anyways. Efron liked the idea and Reiner acquired a deal at the studio. And before the official title, uh, the project had titles like Just Friends, Plain Melancholy Baby, Boy Meets Girl, Blue Moon, Words of Love, It Had to Be You, Harry, This is Sally, and How They Met. From materials, Efron interviewed Reiner and Scheinman about their lives, creating a basis for Harry. Reiner was constantly depressed and pessimistic, yet funny. Uh, Sally was based on Efron and some of her friends. Uh, She worked on several drafts over the years while Reiner made Stand By Me and The Princess Bride. When she would not feel like writing, she would interview people who worked on production companies and ask them how they met their significant other. However, the material was rewritten and reshot by actors. So all those um, other couples that they were interview yeah. were actually actors. They were never like real couples.
0: Oh, but they had originally for like their lines, they had interviewed uh, real couples and like e- written down what they said.
1: Yeah, it kind of seems like that she would like get interviews from people and then kind of just make up a story based on what she got from these interviews and then she would then reshoot with actors.
0: Gotcha, yeah. She
1: also supplied the structure of the film with much of the dialogue based on Crystal and Reiner's friendship. And the moment when Harry and Sally watched Casablanca was something that Crystal and Reiner did every night. <laughs> which is kind of funny. Wait, they
0: watched Casablanca every night.
1: I mean, maybe not every night. I think they probably watched other films, like whatever film that was, like on TV. Yeah. Like at night. I think they just like talked on the phone and they just watched TV together. As uh, so since Billy Crystal was Reiner's best friend at the time. He learned more about Reiner's experience after his divorce while unconsciously doing research. For the role of Harry, uh, to capture the mode of the mood of a newly divorced man, Crystal placed himself in a hotel room in isolation, keeping himself from the cast and crew. Uh, Tom Hanks was offered the role of Harry, but turned it down because he thought the film was too lightweight. Uh, Albert Brooks turned down. Uh, The role, because he felt the movie was too reminiscent of Woody Allen's work and felt that it was something he should not be in. Also, Brooks states that he is a Jewish man and felt the character would be a trope as like a neurotic Jew.
0: Wait, which character? Like the guy character? Really? Yeah,
1: Harry. Yeah, because like he was like, yeah, like this is like a neurotic Jew and he didn't want to play a character because he's done several uh famous characters in the past that are also like a neurotic jew or just like an anxious jew or just like a jewish person person in general yeah so he wanted to kind of step away from that and do other things
2: Hmm.
1: uh yeah (laughs) uh Richard Dreyfus and Michael Keaton were also offered the role of Harry but both uh, also turned it down. Uh, and there were also Bill Murray, Jeff Bridges and Harrison Ford were also considered to play the role of the film, of Harry.
0: Mm, wow. Imagine that uh, movie with Jeff Bridges. Oh my god.
1: That would be it would be completely different yeah. because he's not Jewish. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Bill Murray would be kind of funny too
1: um like i think he i think bill murray w- would work because like he is someone that he would be that type of person that would like he would be one of those people that would have sex with you mm. and then not talk to you like he is <laughs> you know what i mean like he just he's just that type of person like and <laughs> yeah no no worries about that <laughs> Rob Reiner initially envisioned Suzanne Day for the role of Sally, but she declined. Uh, he also considered Elizabeth Perkins and Elizabeth M- McGovern. Uh, Molly Ringwall was almost cast, but Meg Ryan convinced Reiner to give her the role. And she also uh, was forced to decline. Sorry, uh, Molly ended up declining the role because of her busy schedule. For the infamous orgasm scene, uh, it was shot at the famous Cat's Deliconesis in Manhattan. The original script called for Harry and Sally to merely talk about women faking an orgasm, but Megan Ryan suggested that Sally actually faked an orgasm, like right on the spot. And Reiner loved the idea and put it in the script. And prior to filming the scene, Reiner demonstrated the scene in front of the entire cast and crew, (laughs) including his own mother. And Meg Ryan also had to go through her uh, scenes multiple times, like shot over shot.
0: (laughs) That's so tedious. I know. That's so awkward too. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Uh, that's why they're professional actors, right? That's why they get paid the big bucks.
1: I mean, I guess. (laughs) Uh, The infamous quote, I'll have what she's having, was voted number 33 on the AFI's list of best 100 movie quotes in American film. And it was spoken by Rob Reiner's mother, estelle reiner
0: that's so funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh to honor the scene cat's deli uh still hangs a sign above the table where the two actors sat and that states where harry met sally hope he had what she had <laughs>
0: wow. that's so cool yeah i mean everyone knows the movie for that scene right like yeah I feel like that's the most famous thing about it but
1: yeah. The scene which it's like that three way call where Sally calls Mary and sorry, Marie and Harry calls Jess at the same time. It was shot in three separate sets, one for Billy, one for Meg and one for Bruno and Carrie. And were basically shot at the same time. Um so wow. they were all shot on the same soundstage and the phones were hooked up to each other so they could listen to the lines and it took 61 shots um, since the scenes have t- to be all t- work together basically like if someone made a mistake they had to start the whole scene all over again and uh, I think it got to a point when I think it was like 50 shot 53 or something that they got all the way to the end but then Bruno accidentally uh, screwed up his last line, and oh they God. had to start the whole thing all over again <laughs> because weird. of
0: that. That's so weird. I mean, that they did it so overly complicated. I feel like.
1: Well, I think it's probably because, like, um, since it's such like a, it's. I think it would be too complicated to edit it. To like cut from one person to the next, because I feel like that the, the way Maybe that they the would agent? cut it, like, y- well, because like in terms of editing, you had to like focus on like the timing and like the pace of the film. So yeah. if like you have this like one scene that has like a hundred cuts, you know, then it becomes like um, offset to like the mm-hmm. other scenes that probably just have, like, five or ten cuts.
0: Yeah. Y- you know what I and mean? And it probably wouldn't feel natural, like, if they cut it, it probably wouldn't feel like a natural um, phone call. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Uh, it was worth it, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think so. Because, like, it, it, it's kind of like that one scene where it's very difficult to, like, cut it, like into like little bits and pieces Mm -hmm. it's almost like you have to like have it all be like consistent and all in one take type of thing Mm -hmm. um yeah
0: yeah. like one of those like it's like the long shot or whatever
1: yeah uh reiner efron and shyman uh chose beautiful locations to highlight the character's lack of insight uh the same went to harry's apartment where his window overlooked the empire state building and then also um that one area that uh the ladies were hanging out for lunch like it was like a very famous location i think it's in central park or something but yeah for the movie's soundtrack it featured a singer and pianist uh that was little known called harry conrick conic jr uh he was recommended by bobby coloby drummer of blood sweat and tears who was friends with reiner and he gave uh, reiner a tape of harry's music and thinking that harry's sounded like frank sinatra he hired him and this soundtrack led con conic to win a grammy for best jazz male vocal performance
0: oh wow yeah that's pretty legit
1: yeah and i think i think this was like kind of like around the time that he was just starting so i mean like that's like pretty cool like that you know already within the beginning of his career he he got a grammy
0: oh yeah and you know he did it with jazz too which i mean personally not my favorite
1: well i mean like because like around that time like jazz was like becoming like a big thing because like especially a lot of like forgetting
0: this is in the 80s like (laughs) i keep forgetting it's the late 80s
1: yeah because like this is like around the time that it's like moving into the 90s and i know in the 90s like jazz music was kind of like a big thing Uh, especially for a lot of, like, Mm rom-coms. Because I know, like, You Got Mail and um, What Women Want also have, like, the same Mm -hmm. jazz-esque music. So, yeah. Uh, When asked about the main question of the film, both Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal note that men can be friends with women. Uh, Ryan states stated that she has a lot of platonic male friends while crystal uh stated that he has a platonic female friend however uh crystal argues that it is very difficult and he's not best best friends with the woman that he's friends with
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's Uh, funny both of them are like i have one person that i'm friends with you know because it's yeah you totally can i have (laughs) i have one you know male friend or one female friend it's like saying yeah i have have a black friend you know it's cool (laughs) well
1: because it's kind of funny because like with make ryan like of course she's gonna have a lot of platonic male friends because probably half of them are gay, you know, so.
0: (laughs) Or, you know, they're just like, yeah, we're platonic friends. Meanwhile, they're hoping and praying. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean. (laughs) Um, On Rotten Tomatoes, the movie holds a 91% approval rating based on 74 reviews. All except for one reviewer uh, gave the film critical acclaim. Uh, so, that one reviewer, when it first came out, uh, was Dave Anson from Newsweek, who claimed that casting Crystal was the wrong decision, and he argued that he was too cool and self-protected to be in the film.
0: <laughs> Imagine thinking Billy Crystal was really cool <laughs> in this movie. Oh, my God.
1: I know. He's, like, one of the dorkiest people ever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: the movie i don't want to you know we're about to talk about it the movie but the movie starts with him being like all i think about is death all the time and (laughs) it wears on my soul you know it's like oh man
1: yeah because like it's just i don't know and then also like he's like a player but like he's not someone that's like he's like hot you know like he's like okay like he's average looking but like he's not that hot (laughs) So, the film garnered a nomination for Best Original Screenplay uh, for the Oscars. However, the film lost to Dead Poets Society. And the film is ranked sixth on the AFI's list of 10 greatest films in the romantic comedy genre. And Nora Efron stated in an interview that she was pleased with how the film turned out. However, she was unhappy with the title.
0: Wow, okay. I mean, what did she want it to be? Like, did she want something else?
1: Yeah, I think like she wanted like Blue Moon or something. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Maybe if she came up with a better one, they would have picked it.
1: Yeah, maybe because I know that like another fun fact was that because like they were still trying to figure out the title of the film, Mm -hmm. uh, Reiner decided to have like this kind of competition where people in the production department, like if they think of like a title, they could just like put that title in like this bucket and whoever has like the best title will win this like uh, money prize. But I don't know, like, who actually won or if they just decided to stick with, like, this random one that they thought of previously, you know? Like, they didn't really specify what happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah.
0: Starting with the plot, the movie starts with an old couple getting interviewed. Uh, and this is something that happens throughout the film where older couple, couples are interviewed uh, about how they met. Uh, the first one talks about how he saw this beautiful lady walk into the room, and he was like, "I'm gonna marry her," and then they get were married like two weeks later, uh, and they'd been married for fifty years. And then her face looked really, really sad in that one. Um,
1: yeah, and I think also like she was like one of the people that didn't say anything. She just smiled. Yeah. And <laughs> she was just oh.
0: like, "Yeah, we did do that, huh? That was really <laughs> something." now that we just say it out loud (laughs) um and then it cuts to 1977 at a at the university of chicago where harry burns is making out with a lady named amanda sally albright drives up in her car and tries to get their attention once she gets their attention amanda introduces the pair as harry places his bags in the trunk Amanda is Sally's friend, and just a side note, the actress that played Amanda is the voice of Odette from The Swan Princess. And then Harry tells Amanda that he will call her when he gets to New York, but Amanda asks if he can call her on the road. Uh, he then says that he will call her before that, uh, and then the two make out again. Uh, Sally becomes annoyed and starts honking a horn. Harry joins her, and they drive off. Um... Sally explains that the trip is going to be 18 hours uh, and sets up a schedule where they will uh, drive three hours uh, each. So basically they'll drive in shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry takes a handle of uh, grapes and asks if Sally wants one. And uh, she, uh, she declines and then he keeps eating them and he, he like spits out the seeds, but it hits the, the <laughs> window because he didn't roll it down. So he like rolls it down yeah and then harry asked sally about the story of her life uh she said she doesn't have much to say because nothing much has happened to her uh and that's why she's going to new york because she wants to start basically experiencing life and you know she wants things to happen to her which is kind of like a weird way (laughs) to, to say it i want something to happen to me
1: yeah because she was like oh yeah nothing has happened which is why i'm going to new york to study journalism Mm -hmm. and then he makes like a joke that he's like oh so you're just gonna write about things that happen to other people (laughs) so i was like oh that's kind of a blow
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then he like ends up asking her questions over and over and then at the end uh, he basically goes into this rant about how she's gonna move to new york and nothing's gonna happen to her and she's gonna die alone in their apartment <laughs> and their dreams are never gonna come true and Sally's like well yeah they told me you had a dark side uh and you know they go back and forth about she has got to be one of those like cheerful people that's you know all uh, smiles all the time
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and then she argues that uh you know she has the same amount of dark side as he does it- it's really weird because you can tell that it's not I don't know um she's definitely like one of those types
1: yeah she's like someone that's like very positive and always maybe not like happy-go-lucky but just someone that like just thinks positively or like doesn't
0: (laughs) yeah exactly she's very optimistic in life yeah Uh, and yeah it's really weird that in the in the movie they're like oh you have a dark side but like he's just like oh yeah like you know i'm just a little depressed you know it's it's more pessimism than uh than having a dark side you know yeah cause
1: kind of- yeah because like for me like i don't really think like harry is like a bad guy like i think he's just like a fuck boy you know
0: <laughs> yeah they try to make him sound like a dark mysterious dude and it's like well no he, he's really not <laughs> no yeah Uh, So as they um, basically make a stop at a diner, uh, they argue over the ending of Casablanca with Harry believing that Ingrid's character wants uh, wants to stay, while Sally believes that Ingrid would rather stay with a rich man than with a guy who runs a bar. Harry then believes that Sally prefers to be in a passionless marriage before stating that Sally hasn't experienced the best sex of her life yet that sally assures to him that uh she has had plenty of good sex uh and that it's been loud enough uh for the diner to hear you know it's that you know it's the famous diner scene that we were talking about
1: no this is like the one previous oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay, the one on. when she's like walking in yeah. and she's like no i had plenty of good sex yeah. and then like everyone's silence yeah and yeah. then just stares at her
0: yeah that's right. Uh, Harry disagrees, claiming that uh, Sheldons are agents and dentists, not passionate men. After Sally gives the most complicated order to the waitress, Harry asks why she broke up with Sheldon, claiming that she's with him instead of the guy she had the best sex of her life with. At first, she declines to explain, but reveals it was because he was jealous of her days of the week underpants.
1: Yeah, because, like, she was like, oh, yeah, like, um, like, I always have, like, the days of the week, and he was talking about... Like, the guy, Sheldon, was like, I like, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, you don't have Sundays. Like, where's Sundays? Yeah. And then she was like, oh, there is no Sundays. <laughs> and then Harry was like, why not? Yeah. Because of God.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. While Sally calculates the exact tip for her bill, she notices Harry staring at her. uh He reveals that he, that she's very, at- she's a very attractive person. She then accuses him of coming on to her since he's dating Amanda. Uh, Harry tries to take it back, but Sally knows that it's already out there. He then asks if she would like to stay at a hotel, causing Sally to tell him that they're just going to be friends. While they drive, Harry argues that a man and a woman can never be friends because the sex part will always get in the way. She disagrees, arguing that she has guy friends. Uh, But he states that all men want to bang any woman he finds attractive, including the women who are unattractive. He also states that even if they never have sex, just the thought of sex ultimately dooms the friendship. Sally comes to terms that they cannot be friends, but feels bad because Harry is the only person she knew in New York. They arrive in New York and leave on basically unfriendly terms, feeling that they never will have to see each other again. Mm-hmm. The, basically, then they cut to the next to- uh, couple, older couple, talking about how they were in high school. Um, they were high school sweethearts until the man's family moved uh, away uh, during their junior year. Uh, but the man states that he never forgot her. 34 years later, the man was walking on Broadway where he saw her coming out of a restaurant. They both looked at each other and got back together like nothing had changed. He said she was uh, just as beautiful as she was at 16. And she said that he looked exactly the same,
1: which is kind of funny because like he's he's older than what he, what he yeah. was like, like 34 years Imagine ago.
0: how bad he w- looked in high school. It's like, oh, man. is that one of the is that one of the professors or is that one of the teachers? No, that's that's one of the students. He just, He's just had a really rough time.
1: Uh, Five years later, in 1982, Sally is making out with her boyfriend, Joe, at an airport while Harry walks by and spots them. When Sally notices Harry just staring at them, (laughs) she nudges to Joe, and it turns out that Sally is dating Harry's old neighbor. And Joe then introduces Sally to Harry, which both feel that they know each other some way or another. Uh, once Harry leaves, Sally tells Joe that she knew Harry before and notes that he was an asshole during the trip to New York. Uh, she then mentions that he was dating a friend of hers to which she forgets her name. Uh, Joe asks if anything happened between them, but Sally assures, them, assures him that they said um, they would still be friends. And then she um, mentions that Harry made a speech about how men and women can never be friends and asked Joe if he believes it, to which he says no, but then he also states that he doesn't have a woman who he is just friends with. Then Sally boards a plane, um, only to find Harry sitting right behind her. Uh, he tries to guess where he's seen her before, including asking if they boned together. And when the guy next to Sally was giving her looks, uh, she explains that they drove to New York City after college. And then the guy offers uh, to switch seats, uh, which Harry accepts. and once like they get that situation going, um, Harry tries to remember Amanda's name, causing Sally to argue that he's just a player. but he he states that uh, Sally shouldn't say that if he if she's not friends with Amanda anymore. And then he guesses that Sally and Joe are a new couple because he states that taking a partner to the airport is a beginning of a friendship vibe. Um, And then he states that he will never do it to his girlfriends because he doesn't want like years to go by and having the girlfriend to ask him why won't he take her to the airport anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I won't take you to the airport unless i mean I... we're going somewhere together
1: yeah because i i also don't take you to the airport
0: yeah <laughs> get yourself there it's
1: like your your um your flights are like always at like 5 a.m or something i'm like i don't have time for that yeah that's true
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're driving uber <laughs> Uh, So he asks if she's going to marry Joe, but she states that the relationship is too young and they already talked about that they're not going to get married. Uh, Harry then reveals that he's engaged to this woman named Helen, which surprises her as it is an uncharacteristic thing of him. Like it's too optimistic for him to have that. And he agrees, but says that he got tired of the whole thing, quote unquote. And then he goes into like just kind of like an everyday thing of like the whole thing, which is just like the single life where a guy likes a lady and then takes her to dancing and he does the white man overbite <laughs> before they head back to her place and have sex. And then he also talks about the moment after sex where he would question to himself, how long does he have to hold? Uh, the woman before he can get up, get dressed, and go home. Uh, Sally is shocked to hear that, to which Harry mentions that she is like most women who want a guy to hold her all night and <laughs> basically until morning. <laughs> and then she argues that she doesn't, but Harry assures her that she does. I mean,
0: that's kind of weird. He's like, no, no, trust me, trust me, you do. You're, you're saying you don't, <laughs> but you do.
1: Yeah. So uh, once their flight lands, he kind of like follows her to kind of like that escalator that's just like like a flat uh, escalator that just takes you from one place. Yeah, to... just
0: the walking one, the yeah. the one that basically takes you. Yeah, the it's the one distance.
1: that. Yeah, it's the one that you could just stand there and it would just kind of slowly <laughs> take you there. Uh, so yeah, he he catches up with her and ask her out uh, for dinner but sally argues um, his belief that men and women could never be friends Uh, but he argues that a man and a woman can be friends if both of them are seeing other people arguing that the friendship lifts lifts the pressure of the two to be together but then he goes on this like tangent of like well like you know if our girlfriends Boyfriends like find out that we're seeing each other as friends, quote unquote. That our partner will claim that we're cheating on them, and (laughs) and like he just goes on like this like random tangent. So she stops him and bids him goodbye, and at first he says goodbye back, but continues walking with her. Uh, and then he he finally stops and allows her to walk ahead. Mm -hmm. Um. For the next couple that they interview, uh, they talk about how they were uh, they married for three years, forty years ago. So um, they got divorced, and the guy went on to date and get married with multiple women uh, for a few years until they meet each other again at someone's funeral. Mm-hmm. And though he was dating another woman. <laughs> He asks his first wife what she was doing afterwards, and then he ditches his girlfriend and gets <laughs> coffee with his ex, and then a couple months later, they get married again, and they've been together for 35 years.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's so crazy. <laughs>
1: And this is, this is, it's so funny because he was, like, the typical, like, Italian, like, guy from, like, New Jersey or something. Yeah. <laughs> Probably worked for the mob at some point.
0: You know what's really weird? Like, old couples used to do, about well, old couples, like, couples in the past used to do, like, crazy shit. Like, you know, things like this. Like, I know my dad's uh, uncle uh, basically, like, stole his wife. What? He basically, like... <laughs> you know went over to her house and was like hey like do you want to marry me and then uh she was like yeah i do but like our families you know they say no Uh, yeah and then he basically like stole her kidnapped her overnight (laughs) uh, brought her back like a month later and was like yeah we're married like we went away got married and guys can't do anything about it now (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) yep and I'm like, wow, couples used to do crazy-ass shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't... Because, like, for my family, like, we haven't had that experience. It's mostly, like, one oh. person got pregnant, and and then they just had, like, a wedding because it was, you know, a thing. And,
0: and also, just for context for that story, like, everyone involved is already dead, so okay yeah <laughs> it's not so like we're... oh there's an unsolved like <laughs> kidnap case somewhere nope that it was happened many many years ago in a third world country and everyone involved is dead so yeah
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah the statue of limitation has yeah. gone way past i, I like... felt
0: like I, I had to clarify in case people are like who is this man who stole someone like we should probably tell someone
1: like, call FBI. <laughs> FBI. Yeah, so, like, um, I was listening to a podcast. And <laughs> uh, so, in 1987, Sally meets up with her friends, Mary and Alice, for lunch. Mary talks about, like, this affair that she's having with her boss and how she keeps believing that uh, even though that she loves him, that he would never leave his wife. And then when Alice mentions that Sally is the only one of the group that is already taken and is happy, (laughs) Sally then reveals that she broke up with Joe three days ago. And despite uh, Marie arguing that Sally has someone to celebrate national holidays with, uh, Sally states that she deserves more and feels okay about it. And then... (laughs) Next thing you know, Marie immediately brings up this roller deck. So those of you who don't know what a roller deck is, it was kind of like the contact. Decks? Yeah, the roller decks. Yeah. Like, for those of you who don't know what a roller decks were, there were these like kind of like contact, um, <laughs> things <laughs> that people had. That was in this big gigantic box, that kind of was that would like roll. Yeah. And it was
0: a rotating set of index cards there. You could like write uh, contact information on and like organize it.
1: Yeah, it was alphabet- alphabetized. It, it was color coordinated. <laughs>
0: it, it was basically a, uh, what is it? A uh, it's analog a, it's kinda... contact app. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of like our contact list on our phones, basically. She brings it up and then, like, pulls out, like, a couple of, like, cards being like, oh, I just know just the guy for you. (laughs) And the first option was someone that she already set Sally up with, like, years ago. And then the second option, like, Sally tells her that the guy's been married for over a year <laughs> to which like marie kind of is like oh married and then folds like the index card <laughs> to <laughs> make a mental note <laughs> yeah.
0: to update an index card that he's married now
1: yeah <laughs> and then uh, she argues that she's not ready uh feeling that the next guy would just be be like a transitional guy which for our terms it's kind of like the rebound guy. Yeah. Uh meanwhile Harry goes to a Giants game with his friend Jess to tell him that Helen is asking for a divorce. And as they talk, Harry knows that Helen thought about divorcing divorcing him a week before she told him. And she also had a moving company coming in to take her stuff, like basically minutes uh after she tells him and when harry was asking her like hey like when did you knew about this like why didn't you tell me uh she argues that she didn't want to tell him a week prior because she didn't want to ruin his birthday (laughs) and harry then uh tells jess that uh helen is actually leaving him for another man um, because he found out by following her to uh, the other guy's apartment. Wow. So just like, I think like in this situation, he was like, oh, like, don't worry, you'll find like, you know, maybe like you guys, you guys will get back together. But like, Harry doesn't believe that. Uh, so as uh, Marie and Sally look for books about love and like relationship advice, uh, Marie spots Harry uh, staring at them while pretending to read a book in self-help section. <laughs> and though Sally notes uh, to Marie that Harry was engaged last time she talked to him, Marie argues that he might he might be single this time. And then she mentions uh, to Marie that Harry might not remember her name right before Harry comes up and says, Sally Albright.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was really funny. I don't know if that's ever happened to you where you're like, oh my God, I hope Alba doesn't remember me. And then they like see you and make eye contact and their eyes light up and you're like, fuck, they do remember me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, not that I know of. Mm-hmm. um yeah i don't think so because i remember there was that one guy that we saw at a party that we went to and then i knew him mm-hmm. but he didn't know me <laughs> like, <laughs> remember it was just some like random freshman that i worked on set with yeah
0: i i remember that and he was like oh <laughs> like so you graduated <laughs> and he's you're like yep we just met on a set
1: yeah, and I thought he remembered, but I think he was, like, too drunk and high to understand what I was saying. So I'm like, okay, I'll just leave you. <laughs> like... Yeah, <laughs> he had no uh, idea what was going on. Yeah, he was kind of, like, glazed. <laughs> so Sally tries to introduce Harry to Marie, but then Marie immediately leaves. <laughs> and then the two uh decide to have coffee and talk about their previous relationships, and Sally talks about how her and Joe originally never wanted kids or to get married, believing that it was a be- better life for them and it would give them an opportunity to just travel whenever or just do like random things. Uh, but when she was hanging out with, uh, I think like this kid, I I believe it was like her niece, Uh, She started to cry when the niece pointed a family, like, out on the street, And then she realized that her and Joe never really traveled or do crazy stuff together. And when she told Joe that she wanted a family and to get married, he refused and they broke up. And despite the breakup, she claims that she still is really fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, that uh, optimistic thing that we were talking about she's like nope this is fine this is yeah
1: it's like i'm fine i'm fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's literally Uh, that dog in the meme basically
1: yeah (laughs) the one in the fire (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh so while they walk outside harry admits that he didn't really like her that much when they met and then sally agrees on her behalf but then he immediately was like no you always liked me (laughs) but was too uptight back then yeah and then he claims that she's much she's much uh softer now and then uh she argues that you know he's insulting her and then he kind of does like a slight apology
0: And you know that was really funny because like it's again him saying like you know you're feeling this way you know what i mean yeah he's just like no 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 you're feeling this way like she's like no i never liked you and he's like no 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 you did you didn't like me and it's like oh
1: yeah i feel like that he's kind of like like he knows like how she feels it's kind of like with you like you know like when i'm upset and i think it's the same thing with me too like i feel like that it's like if you know someone you probably know like how they react or how they feel truth truthfully yeah yeah uh so then uh she invites him for dinner causing him to uh, question if they are becoming friends now <laughs> and she agrees before stating before he stays that Uh, She is the first attractive woman he doesn't want to sleep with.
0: (laughs) It switches to another interview with the next couple where they talk about how they were born on the same day, lived nearby each other, and worked in the same building uh, but had never met. Uh, It wasn't until they went together in the same elevator at the Ambassador Hotel that they finally met. The guy said that he went up um, nine extra floors just to keep talking to her. After several weeks uh, oh that's kind of cute actually that story yeah yeah because i you know i feel like that's nine stories and then you're gonna come down to that's she must have made a really good first impression you know
1: <laughs> But i mean it's it's an elevator i feel like that if it was like prior to the elevator i think like yeah that would be that would be like a work like, you yeah, know <laughs> i would
0: walk three extra blocks just to talk to you <laughs> now i gotta yeah. walk back that's creepy right like if you keep walking someone with someone that's creepy but if you just take a nine extra floors it's not i mean that i creepy. feel
1: i feel like that you know i think like at that time it, it was cute but i feel like that i don't know it could also be like just like the person's demeanor yeah like i feel like if the guy the guy is like genuine mm-hmm. then yeah it's like cute but if it's like a creepy guy <laughs> and he's like following you then then yeah probably not (laughs) yeah
0: it also depends on that yeah
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) all right and then um we catch up with harry and sally again where after several weeks uh they continue to pursue a friendship Uh, they watched casablanca one night while talking to each other on the phone he asks sally if she still prefers to leave with victor instead of staying behind with humphrey but she argues she never said, uh, like, such thing. Like, she never said what she would pick, I think, right? Yeah. She said, oh, like, most women would do that, but she didn't say what she would do. Well,
1: like, um, it was, like, when they first met and they were talking about Casablanca, Mm -hmm. she was saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I wouldn't want to stay behind with Humphrey Bogart."
0: Bogart. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, but then he's like, no, like, you said that before that you would, you know, <laughs> end up, like, flying with, like, the rich guy instead of staying behind with this, like, middle class guy.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, That's true. Um, Harry then states that he misses Helen, but Sally feels that uh, she doesn't miss Joe. Uh, She argues that she misses the idea of Joe. Again, this is, like, such a 90s thing where, like, you know, people thought they were being smart when they were saying, oh, I like the idea of it, but I don't like the (laughs) thing itself. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'm from Harvard. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's like nowadays when people say, oh, I like the concept, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That's the new, I like the idea of, nowadays, we just say, oh, we like the concept because... Now it's like, oh, you know, we have an open floor concept here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> As the two watch the last scene of the movie, Harry claims that Ingrid Bergman is now uh, is a low-maintenance woman. Uh, when Sally asks what type of uh, woman she is, Harry says that she is the worst kind. She's high-maintenance, but she thinks she's low-maintenance. One day... Uh, <laughs> i mean that's so true like not that you know you are but like it's it's one of those things that it's like oh like people who pretend like they're not high maintenance but they are are the worst
1: wait am i like am i that worst kind no
0: no no,
1: no wait what which one am i <laughs>
0: no you're not high maintenance at all
1: oh no See, like, that's the thing. I can't see you because you don't have a webcam. I
0: know. I know. No, but I mean this sincerely. You're not high maintenance at all.
1: (laughs) Your voice is saying that I am, like, the worst kind.
0: (laughs) Well, I know what my voice is saying because I'm saying it.
1: No, like, admit it. Just say like, I'm the worst kind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're the worst kind, babe. (laughs) You're high maintenance and you know it. Um, and then one day when uh, visiting a museum Harry asks Sally if she would like to go to the movies that night Uh, she declines saying that she's going on a date Uh, she was worried to tell Harry about it but uh, he was proud of her she then tells him that he should go out on a date as well but he feels that he's not ready it then jumps to them talking about their dates while they place a rug in Harry's apartment uh, and then uh, both dates were bad but uh Harry still slept with his date.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of funny because he also went to an Ethiopian restaurant <laughs> uh for his date and we both know <laughs> cuz we tried this Ethiopian restaurant and li- little Ethiopia, remember? Yeah. And like we tried so hard to like the food but it it's just Honestly, it's not our thing. It
0: wasn't bad. That's the thing. Like it wasn't bad, but it was just like really awkward to eat and like I don't know. It wasn't like the t- flavors. It was just like oh, I'm not used to eating this food. Like how do I eat this?
1: No, I mean like I've I've um, I've ate food that was kind of like a hand food. You know, like Indian food and you know some Mexican uh, cuisines.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't the issue. I mean, we're. I, I mean
1: for. I mean, for me, it was more of, like, the flavor. I kind of felt that it it looked good, but the flavor, like, it didn't have any flavor at all. That's oh. what I was, like, saying. I, I
0: do remember thinking that the look didn't match the flavor. Yes. <laughs> I was like, ooh, this looks like jerk chicken, and then you eat it, and you're like, how is it, like, bitter, sour, and somehow, like, spicy, you know? It's yeah, like, and the...
1: I... Th- i think for the second time we tried to ask the waitress It's like oh which would you recommend yeah. and then she's like i don't know yeah. pick this one and yeah. it was like okay like how do we know yeah. <laughs> that this is the right one to pick <laughs>
0: uh yeah oh my god we should maybe try that again
1: no i don't want to try (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i am so sorry i'm sorry ethiopia i know that you guys really like your food but i just i
0: can't yeah i I know you guys probably like whatever it is you're eating but
1: (laughs) i like my hot sauce and other sauces (laughs) and i don't think that you guys (laughs) make a lot of sauce i'm sorry
0: (laughs) oh man So back to the movie, Uh, when Harry, next time when Harry hangs out with Jess, Jess worries that the relationship is bad, claiming that he should not be friends with Sally, but Harry argues that he's allowed to be open with her and is able to uh, get a woman's perspective on things. Uh, When Harry and Sally have lunch at uh, Cat's Deli, they talk about sex. Harry claims that he never had a woman fake an orgasm, Uh, Sally argues that... Sally argues that women have, uh, Sally argues that women have and believes that he cannot tell the difference. Harry disagrees and Sally makes a scene and fakes an orgasm in the deli, basically. Yeah. You know, it's the famous scene from the movie, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You don't need to, uh, recreate that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and then uh you know after the scene sally eats her coleslaw while the woman next uh to them asks a waiter hey i'll have what she's having uh which we talked about earlier Mm -hmm.
2: uh
0: and then during a new eve's party new year's eve party harry and sally attend together since both of them didn't have a date as they dance harry promises to sally uh to make a pack where they'll be each other's uh, dates if both of them don't uh, have a date. Uh, Sally agrees on it while claiming that she can be close to him uh, because she knows him. However, the audience can tell both Harry and Sally are attracted to each other. You know, they do the rom-com eyes or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Like, he smells her hair, yeah, and then I mean. he, she, like, kind of, like, <laughs> rubs her face towards him.
0: Yeah, and, like, you know, the eyes. And, like, <laughs> teehee, oo <uwu, exe." laughs> They run out onto the balcony as the clock counts down to New Year's Eve uh, and then watch uh, other couples kissing and celebrating. Uh, when they look at each other, uh, they were basically hinting uh, one another to like join the crowd. However, Sally bids uh, Harry Happy New Year before giving him a light touch uh, on the lips and a hug. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we cut to the next couple's interview that includes two head counselors for a summer camp Uh, one was for the girls camp and the other one was for the boys camp Uh, during a social for the camp the man walked across the room towards the women Uh, and then uh, though the women thought that uh, he was going to ask her friend the man introduces himself uh, to that woman instead Uh, she said that was the moment she knew that uh, he was the one And it's like, oh, he talked to me. He's the one. (laughs) Standards back then, man. It was like, oh, he was walking towards us. I thought he was going to talk to her. But he talked to me. He must be the one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was like completely different. Like this was like before technology and like people like branching out of like their towns and such.
0: Wow. Imagine if you if you just like mistook someone for someone else and then you know, got married to them. <laughs> oh, I thought you were someone else. Guess we gotta get married now.
1: <laughs> oh no, your dick is like different. Well uh, well, got Who get knows? Married now. Well, you know. <laughs> we tried.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Uh, weeks later Harry and Sally set each other up with their respective uh, best friends, uh, Marie and Jess. Marie is still hung up on her boss as she tries to make him jealous that she's seeing someone else, while Sally argues that her boss is not interested in her. Jess, on the other hand, believes that Harry is setting him up uh, for an attractive woman since he described Sally as a woman with good personality. Uh, Harry orders Jess to stop worrying about Sally's looks, uh, making Jess uh, feel that Harry is not uh, deeming Sally as a beautiful person uh at the restaurant uh jess and sally don't um meet eye to eye in literature and journalism while harry and mary can seem to find a good conversation starter so you can tell like it's like oh like you know yeah it's perfectly set up that oh they're with the wrong person oh my god no. they're, they're they're right here but so far away so close <laughs> uh, Um, After a tense silence, Marie brings up uh, a line from an article that she'd read, which turns out to be one uh, of the articles that Jess had written. Harry uh, tries to steer Jess's attention back to Sally, but it doesn't work. Jess and Marie continue to talk to each other uh, while Harry and Sally look at each other in disbelief. Uh, After dinner, Marie and Jess ask Sally uh, and Harry if it's okay if they can date each other sarah and harry allow it but tell marie and jess to basically like go easy on each other because both of them you know one of them is like trying to make the boss showers and blah blah blah
1: yeah because like what what in this situation like marie pulls sally aside to ask her if like she can date jess and then vice versa uh with harry and Jess, that's why it was kind of hard to describe
2: it
0: yeah you know it's the it's your it's your average any day you know <laughs> let's set up our best friends together but it doesn't work out type of yeah thing. you know it just happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh just makes a comment that he doesn't feel like walking and orders a cab while marie immediately invites herself to join in uh, leaving Harry and Sally alone with, with each other. And it heavily implies that they're, you know, going home together.
1: Yeah, they're um, going gar- gar- bone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it then cuts to an Asian couple um, doing this interview with the guy talking about his story of his arranged marriage with his wife. Uh, the guy says that they were not supposed to meet each other uh, prior to the wedding, but he wanted to double check basically to make sure if you know she's hot and (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, so he goes uh, to the next town where he spots his future wife cleaning clothes and he said that she looks very beautiful and and decides to go forward with the marriage and he later states that they had been married for 55 years and it was kind of the same thing as I believe it was the first couple where the guy was talking while the woman was just sitting there uh so f- four months later Harry and Sally go to Sharper Image uh, to find a gift for Marie and Jess who are getting married uh while testing um some of the products Harry spots this karaoke machine where they sing a song from Oklahoma the musical And as they sing, Harry spots his ex-wife, Helen, uh, with a man she left him for. And it was kind of like a really like dick move in a way because Helen just basically walks up to him and like introduces Harry to her husband, Ira. And then Harry, like, although he was kind of like, almost like flabbergasted that she's, that he got to see her. He kind of forgets that he's right next to Sally, so he introduces uh, Sally to Ira and Helen, and then that was it. Like Helen was like, "Okay, like it was nice seeing you," and then says goodbye and leaves. And though Harry tells Sally that he is fine, he's he is still upset about the situation. And Harry and Sally had to just in Marie's apartment where they are asked about their opinions on this wheel wheelbarrow coffee table and as like they talk and try to explain like who um has like the better like arguments over this coffee table. Harry then snaps and reveals that his relationship with Helen started with bickering like the one that Marie and Jess are having. And then he goes on um, that it would get to a point where they'll be arguing over one item and spends thousands of dollars in legal fees over who should keep the item and suggests that they should have their names on the items ahead of time. Uh, he then finished that he claims that the coffee table is a stupid wagon wheel Roy Rogers garage sale coffee table. And then Jess argues um, that Harry told him that he liked it. But Harry claims that he was just being nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Sally follows Harry outside and tells him that he should be careful at what he says. And then Harry accuses Sally of not getting upset about anything. Because like we said, like she's very optimistic and doesn't get upset about anything. And then Sally ignores him as Harry accuses her of not moving on with another man, basically. Um, She fires back by stating that she doesn't want to be like Harry and just sleep with people nonchalantly. And after some time, Harry apologizes, apologizes to her. And they head back to the apartment while Jess comes out with the wagon wheel and then tells them not to say anything. Uh, weeks later, Harry and Sally go to Marie and Jess's apartment uh, to play charades um, for like game nights. However, both of them are with other people at this time. And during a break, Sally heads to the kitchen with Marie um, and asks Harry about Harry's dates while Harry talks to Jess uh, about Sally's date in the den. And Harry claims that Sally doesn't like basketball, oh, sorry, doesn't like baseball, while Sally argues that Harry doesn't like sweets. Uh, Yet they agree uh, that their own dates are great. Uh, And then one night, uh, Sally tearfully calls Harry and tells him that her ex, Joe, is getting married. Uh, He rushes to her apartment and uh, comforts her and in Sally's vulnerable state, and she tells him the story of how she found out, and states that Joe did want to get married this entire time, just not with her. And then, uh, Sally asks, "What is wrong with her?" But Harry states that she's just a great person. Uh, as he comes comforts her, uh, they begin kissing and. One leads to another, and they have sex. And after sex, uh, Sally is extremely happy and feeling great, while Harry is shocked and wired. <laughs> uh, Harry leaves the next morning, but asks her out for dinner that night. Uh, she accepts and calls Marie right after he leaves, while Harry calls Jess from a nearby phone booth. And they talk about last night, which both Marie and Jess were excited to hear about. However, Harry and Sally states uh, that they felt the sex was awkward and felt that they should just still be friends. And during dinner, uh, Sally states that the sex was a mistake, which Harry agrees. And they eat their salads um, quiet and silence, uh, with Harry commenting of how he is glad to eat and not have to talk to someone and their friendship cools down until they have a heated argument at just and marie's wedding dinner Uh, so sally becomes upset that harry doesn't think uh, that the one night that they were together meant something Uh, but harry argues uh, that not everything has to mean something uh, he then states that he couldn't leave the apartment that night because Sally kept asking him to stay longer. Uh, and thinking that he only slept with her out of pity, uh, Sally slaps Harry um, and heads back to out to the main hall. However, as they head out, Marie and Jess thanked them for the double date four months prior, stating that if Marie and Jess uh, had a slight attraction to Harry and Sally they would never be married um, and as Christmas comes and goes Harry tries to mend um, his relationship uh, with Sally by calling her and after making a couple of voicemails um, including one with him singing Sally finally picks up the phone and Harry stays at uh, he just wants to call and said And say that he is sorry for what happened. Uh, Though Sally wants to hang up. uh, Harry asks if she is going to the New Year's Eve party. Uh, They were both invited. uh, Reminding her of the pact that they made for New Year's Eve parties. But she tells him that she can't do this anymore. And that she is not his consolation prize before hanging up.
0: At the 1988 New Year's Eve party uh, ringing in 1989, Harry watches Dick Clark's 16th annual New Year's Rockin' Eve while Sally attends the New Year's Eve party. Uh, She complains to Marie and Jess on them dragging her to the party. Uh, Harry walks around the city claiming that this is better than attending the party, Uh, but he spots a couple smiling and laughing. Sally tells, Ma- <clears throat> <Jeez. clears throat> uh, Sally tells Marie that she's going home, but Marie tells her that she'll never get a taxi. Uh, after throwing away an ice cream cone, Harry finds himself uh, at the Ark where he and Sally parted ways 11 years ago. After thinking about the times uh, he was with Sally, he begins to run to the party, hoping to catch her there. As Sally decides to leave the party before midnight, she spots Harry at the entrance. Harry tells her that he loves her. She argues that the only reason he's there is that he's lonely. But he lists the many reasons uh, that he realized that he loves her. And then she tells him that she hates him. But he knows that uh, she actually means that she loves her. uh, She loves him. they then have a uh, special New Year's midnight kiss. You know, you know the one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he then asks, uh, what the hell? Uh...
1: Is that like New Year's Eve song or, you know, the all sing... Uh huh. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I forgot the name, but. <laughs>
0: just... <laughs> uh, Sally then says that it's about an old friend uh, before they make out again uh harry and sally marry three months later exactly 12 years and three months after their first meeting uh the film finishes with the two talking about the coconut cake uh with the chocolate sauce on the side because not everyone wants the cake to be soggy because you know it's a callback to her Mm -hmm. you know ordering her food weird yeah so they were the last couple in the in the interview. And it's really weird because everyone else was super old and then it gets to them.
1: Yeah, I think like <laughs> it would have been interesting if they had like a newlywed couple or like a middle-aged couple.
0: Yeah. Or like a high school age couple too, like you know, couples of all ages like throw them all in there. <laughs> and then <laughs> the high school one. <laughs> uh-huh. It was the first day of school. <laughs> we both had chemistry. <laughs> That's when I knew that he was the one. <laughs> All right. Uh so what were your thoughts on uh the movie in general?
1: Uh I generally like it. I feel like that it's it's um a classic for one. It's like a classic rom com. Um, it does like point out a lot of stuff that a lot of average couples interact and Just, like, random things that a lot of women and men go through, too. Like, with Harry, like, he's kind of, like, the player. He's, like, someone that just, like, is just going through, like, a fuckboy phase. (laughs) Uh, While uh, Sally is, like, the type of woman that, like, has, that feels like that, okay, like, she has, like, a plan of, like, what she wants in a man. And then over time, they soon realize that's not what they want in reality or like you know what i mean like in the long run like harry doesn't want to be a fuck boy for the rest of his life and sally wants to like i think she soon realizes that a lot of her expectations in men and just relationships in general is not what she expects but yeah and i think it's just like the way the conversations go it's just very natural there are some times that it does seem very like uh like you could tell it's written in type of thing it's not natural yeah but the other times like you know when she's like saying like oh i hate you like he knows that Mm -hmm. she's saying i love you and then (laughs) whenever she would be like oh like what type of person am i and then he's like oh you're the worst you're like (laughs) You're high maintenance, but you think that you're low maintenance. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I I kind of agree with that. Where there there are some lines where you can tell they wanted them they wanted them to like say it a specific way or use a specific word, and that's why it kind of feels weird. Um, Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I kind of noticed that too uh, in certain spots. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I I also really like the side characters like Marie and jess especially with Carrie Fisher, because mm-hmm. I think she did an amazing job as like a a friend that doesn't realize that her uh, affair with her boss isn't going anywhere, and mm-hmm. then she ends up being with this guy that was supposed to be for Sally. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's just really interesting, and then when she like brings up the roller decks, and <laughs> just like oh, I know the perfect guy for you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that was really funny. She had that. Anything else that yeah, you? Well, uh, could yeah, think of? actually, I really like the the way the time skips were done. Like, um, you know, because it takes over it takes place over like twelve years or whatever, and yeah. um, I liked how. I didn't feel like the story was, like, start, stop, start, stop. Even though they're literally, like, stopping the story, giving us an interview with an old couple or whatever, and then starting the story again. Like, yeah, that was going on, but it never felt like I was taking a break from the movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was very much still, whenever they're talking or whenever the interview is going on, whatever they're saying, I'm still relating that back to harry and sally and yeah i feel like that's causes it to not feel like there's a break in between the years or the time skips
1: yeah i totally agree and i feel like it would be kind of weird if they shorten the time span to like five years because then it would almost be like an everyday situation rather than like oh yeah like five years has gone by
0: and, and we kind of got the five-year version with five-year engagement right where uh mm-hmm. you know in that movie there is definitely like a middle point where you're like okay yeah the movies you know this is where you lean back in your chair type of thing yeah uh and it's like right after uh what, what point was it like the bear their big fight or whatever
1: yeah I think it was like when uh, they like broke up
0: it, even before that when they're getting boring, I'd say you know what oh I mean? like when, when they
1: went to Michigan when they moved yeah to Michigan. when they when
0: they like moved to Michigan that felt like a break in the movie to me yeah uh so I would say that that movie had that break, but this one didn't have anything like that um I felt like
1: yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. prior to this recording i gave i asked for miro if he would like to talk about when we met because if we're talking about when harry met sally we should talk about when miro met jeanette
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) so do you want to do you want to yeah,
1: I'll I'll start with my side of the story. Yeah. Uh so this was kind of like around the time that I was starting to like kind of get tired of like just, you know, hooking up with people here and there. And so I was like, yeah, I think I'm ready to be in a relationship. And so a former friend of mine was like, "Oh, like why don't you uh do okay Cupid?" and I was like, oh, I never heard of that, but sure, like, I'll try that, and I guess, like, the difference between OkCupid and the other dating sites was that uh, it would tell uh, people who are looking at your profile of, like, what you want in, like, kind of, like, the connection, like, if you want someone to just uh, be for hookups, you just, like, say, like, yeah, I just want to to find people who are interested in hooking up. But if you want something like me, like to be in a more serious relationship, you'll just put like, Oh, I want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think like I did a couple of like people. Um, and then my former friend was like, Oh, let me help you. Cause she felt that I wasn't doing <laughs> like a good job. <laughs> Uh, So she was like looking through some of the profiles uh, and then she came across uh, Miro and it was kind of funny because uh, Miro's profile was a little outdated (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because like this was uh, when he was like still bulky and I think like he was working out a lot. Mm -hmm. So he looked like it was kind of like a weird like muscular thing like he looked like buff but it was just i don't know i think it was just the way that you had like your hair like parted (laughs) it made you look like a nerd and i was like oh i don't know if i want to date this guy and she's like oh just try it like you know what harm would it be to just try it and i'm like oh yeah you're right so then uh i swiped right on him and then i think like later that day we matched and then we talked a little bit before you were like, "Hey, like, why don't we just like cut the cut to the chase
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, meet up like on a Wednesday, uh, like yeah. after work?" <laughs> and so and so I was like, "Yeah, that would be great." So we decided to meet at Veggie Grill um, in Santa Monica, and then uh, yeah, like we went there. Uh, I was late for the date because I had a last-minute dog-walking schedule. So I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to be there on time, I promise.
0: (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, I had gotten her number, so I was, like, texting her, but also IMing her on OkCupid, and I was like, hey, like, uh, where where are you at, though? Like, if you're not going, it's fine. I just...
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, "Don't worry, don't worry, I'm coming, I'm coming." Like, um, you know, it's like traffic, it's rush hour. So you were like, "Oh, no rush, no rush." Yeah. And I get there, and I'm kind of in a like a hurry, <laughs> and I was about to like go into the restaurant when I spot this like skinny white guy, and I was like, "Is that the guy?" <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I was like, "Miro," and then you looked up and you were like Jeanette and I was like oh hi nice to meet you <laughs> and we had dinner together and then I think like we decided to walk around the pier
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then after <laughs> <Yep>. that
0: <laughs> I, I remember I was like wow look at all of these homeless." <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a cool place for a first date
1: <laughs> uh but yeah like um and it was also like summertime so we had like a lot of tourism coming in for like people who were doing like summer vacation and such um
0: oh yeah i remember how much like how many uh european uh, tourists there were
1: yeah i think you were saying that there were a lot of germans and belgium yeah (laughs) uh but yeah and then i think after that uh we're like, oh, let's like have another day in a couple of days. And I think we went to like this ramen joint um, in Westchester. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the movies uh, for Sorry to Bother You.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I know on the third day I was like, oh, like, why don't we just like do something simple? Why don't we just like hang out on the beach and have like sandwiches? uh so i made sandwiches and we just hung out on the beach and then yeah from then Uh, on i I think
0: we also like took beers but ended up not drinking them because we were like oh we don't know (laughs) if we should drink like on the beach like is this allowed like let's just not take it out of the cooler (laughs)
1: yeah and I remember that we were kind of like kissing and then there was this group of college kids that were like "Ooh," <laughs> <laughs> and so we we're like oh you
0: should, yeah, should, like, like... should just leave
1: yeah <laughs> so yeah that's um from then on like yeah it's been like three years um about to be four in July and yeah what about you what was your side of the story <laughs>
0: you know much of it was the same except uh you know when we met i was uh i just started a job and like i remember uh like i'll just describe our first date i guess uh i remember i was in irvine and i had to drive to santa monica which is usually like a two-hour drive or something <laughs> yeah. so i i left work i was like sorry boss i have a date i'm i'm leaving right now so i'm, I'm gonna head out. So I like left and the entire drive over i'm like stressing like sitting in traffic i'm like oh i'm gonna be late this is gonna be a bad first impression blah blah, blah. uh and then i get there and i'm like shit i'm still in my work clothes which at the time was like uh dress shirt with dress pants and dress shoes you know Uh, and I was like well I can't show up to a date wearing all of this so I was like changing in my car I had a a set of spare clothes in my car so I was like quickly changing into a normal t-shirt with jeans and regular shoes (laughs) so that I was like oh at least I look normal I won't look like a bank manager or something (laughs) like I'm trying to like sell you a loan or something um but yeah uh, and then i was like oh wow she's really late this is uh, this is unacceptable i was like wow i i'm late i was like wow i'm a few minutes late and she (laughs) she's really late uh yeah that's that's kind of how you met this is is okay cupid i i i guess that's the shortest answer nowadays right instead of saying oh he walked into the room looked at me and that was it it's like oh she swiped right she actually showed up to the date that was it
1: <laughs> yeah i think it's like slight. it is different but i think it's like different because of like technology like yeah. i feel if harry and sally were uh on like dating apps i think they would be the same situation as we are mm-hmm. um but yeah i think it's just like just, like, time, and just, like, how technology has evolved, and how people's standards of relationship has changed, because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, in the 1920s and prior, it was always, like, oh, yeah, like, we were, uh, we went to the same school, or, like, we worked at the same, like, uh, soda pop shop, you know, Mm -hmm. and so it was, like, very simple, and like you, you can only like work with like the people in the town. But then when people went to college and you know went out states and maybe out the country, mm-hmm. they met like other people. And <laughs> you know, like yeah. I think it's just it's just a way like life is.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, th- uh, there's a good book about it by uh, Aziz Ansari. Modern Romance, I think it's what it's called. Yeah, I think it's either a
1: modern romance or modern love.
0: Yeah, uh, I remember that book. And yeah, it's a, it's a good read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But yeah, um, so when Harry Met Sally was a really good movie, uh, I think it still holds up. Uh, you know, I don't ever feel like, oh, they could just text or whatever. I do remember when I was watching it, when they were talking on the phone at night or whatever when they were watching casablanca i was like oh like um nowadays that would be like texting right like i don't think people would be on the phone together yeah like text hey like throughout the day hey what are you doing not much what are you doing
1: yeah and i think like if like people are like watching like the same show like i think it would be kind of like the netflix viewer watch or like the party yeah, they'd Wash. get on a
0: you know, Zoom call or something and
1: Yeah, or do like Discord and talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, like I really like the film. I think it's like one of my favorite films. Um and it's kind of funny because it's rom-com and I'm not really big into rom-coms, mm-hmm. but I think it's because like this holds um up compared to other Rom coms are just kind of like there, and <laughs> like you quickly like forget about it, like within like a year or something. Uh, but yeah, that is it for this episode. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at JANDM underscore podcasts. Uh, Mira, do you have any last minute notes?
0: uh no uh just hoping everyone's doing all right uh thank you for listening to our podcast uh we appreciate it and uh hopefully we'll see you at the next one
2: okay bye,
0: bye.